Hey friends, here's another stupid song because I still don't have an intro for my show. No, no, I don't. Still don't have an intro for my show because I'm an amateur and I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm here and I'm doing it. (laughs) So hello, friends. And welcome back to another episode of I Need Friends. Or two, if it's your first time. If you just happen to give it a little clicky click on this one. Thanks. Anyway, let's get to it. I don't like long introductions. Sometimes when I go back and like listen to my episodes to check for sound quality and whatever, not that I know how to fix it. Um, <laughs> I notice that sometimes I'm just like, okay, just get to the point, Kelly, even though, you know, some people's intros are like five minutes long. Anyway, today we're talking about Foley artists because they're cool as fuck. And just the name Foley artist like sounds cool. Like if you ask someone like, oh, what do you do for work? They're like, oh, I'm a Foley artist. You're like, whoa, I don't know what the fuck that is. But that sounds like at least somewhat impressive. Like, what do you do? Well, you know, when you're watching a movie and you're hearing every little sound that's going on, the footsteps, setting keys down on the counter, uh, fabric blowing in the wind, leaves, an alien life form crushing a human being, all of that is created by humans in a separate sound studio after the movie is filmed. And that's what a Foley artist does. They make the sound for all the movies. Like all of your favorite movies, they have been made possible by Foley artists. And that's pretty incredible because like you don't necessarily think that sound like that is so important to like making a movie complete. But if if you don't have the sounds just right in an, in a scene, it can either like if the sound is off or doesn't seem to match what's going on, it can take you out of you know, you're like immersion in that reality it can take you out of the movie, out of the moment, or it can just make something seem bad and underproduced. So it's actually like really, really important to having um, a movie done. And I first heard of Foley art, really stupid on um, MTV. Do you remember they used to do all those really stupid dating shows like Next and like the one with like, the parents choosing their dates because they don't like their boyfriend or whatever. So like they go on these really creative first dates that you typically wouldn't go on. But um, a couple people, they went on a date to do Foley art or like they're showing like a scene of like a commercial or a movie or something. And they're supposed to create the noises that go with it. And I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13 when I saw it or something. But I was just like, you know, that's that's pretty cool, actually, that like you have to you have to do that. And I had seen a clip of the Foley artist or one of the Foley artists who worked on Ratatouille and just him like moving around 
the kitchen, well, I mean, not a kitchen, but as the chef in the movie is moving around the kitchen, he's like picking up all these bowls and dropping things and, you know, trying to get all this timing right as he's watching the movie. And I, I don't know, I just thought it was so fascinating. So I just kind of wanted to find out more about it. And um, recently, I came across this short documentary, I think it was like only 13 minutes long. And it was called Footsteps, because that's kind of the biggest thing that Foley artists do is taking care of, you know, putting all the footsteps in. I mean, every movie is going to have footsteps in it just about. So um, it was showing this, uh, this particular documentary was showing a studio that um, does Foley art. And they're not, it's not like in Hollywood. It's not in like New York City. It's in some rural part of Ontario, Canada. And it just, it looks like this farm almost and there's just these like vast areas of just grass it's just it's like out in the middle of nowhere and they have this house and these huge studios that they've they've built up that were just like I mean more than just a sound studio like they have rooms that are like it's an actual kitchen that they've put mics in they have them like throughout this house so that they can go and and get these sounds these genuine sounds like right out of this kitchen if they want to but then they also have like this this massive studio that they were showing the process of it being built and they built like two concrete walls that have space in between for a sound buffer they're putting like two layers of insulated drywall they got sauna pan which is like soundproofing that i think goes like behind the drywall I mean, just everything you can think of <laughs> to insulate this place and soundproof it. And the guy, as he's describing the construction process and talking about, you know, what it's supposed to achieve, he's like, there could be a major hailstorm outside. And if we're in here, we would have no idea whatsoever. So that's that's how tight they got this thing locked down. And these people are fucking pros, too. So they've done, like, you know, big blockbuster movies. Um, I might be mixing this up with another documentary because there's all kinds of, it's not just one company that does Foley art, just like there's not one movie production company. There's more people that do Foley art. So it might've been someone else that worked on Baby Driver. But Baby Driver, if you haven't seen it, is it, it was a really fun movie to watch because the music is so integrated with what the actors are doing and the steps and the doors shutting and them setting things down is all happening and beat with the music. And so the Foley artist really has to make that happen. Like that's a big challenge there. So they have this, this huge place. And so you're thinking like, okay, they probably got like some crazy ass, nice, like high tech, like equipment. They got these machines that could make like any fucking sound probably. No. This place is filled with junk, just junk stuff that like probably wouldn't even get put out at a yard sale in some places, but they love going to like thrift stores and, uh, you know, yard sales, garage sales, stuff like that. And just finding anything that that can make a good noise because you're not always going to use exactly what, you know, the exact object that is being used in the film. You're not necessarily going to use that to try to make that noise. You got to get creative with it. And they do get like really creative and they'll have to try like many times to, you know, get a sound just right. Like they were showing this one clip of one of the artists um, 
working on a movie where these vampires were attacking this human and just like eating him, sucking his blood, tearing him, tearing him apart. So she's trying to figure out like, okay, well, what do I need to do to capture this noise? Like, obviously, you can't literally tear flesh and rip someone's guts out. For many reasons, you would not do that, that I don't need to list here. They should be obvious. But so she has, um, she's got a piece of celery, and she's like breaking it and biting into it and like chewing on it. And she's like taking handfuls of jello and just like slurping and gargling it in her mouth and like gurgling it like in the back of her throat. So she probably didn't have much of an appetite after that. Hopefully she did that after her um, lunch break and not before. Or she just had jello and celery for lunch, which I don't think is very good for the calorie count. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) But they have to do like all kinds of things. So like if they're, and it's not just about like capturing the sound. It's not just like, okay, well, there's footsteps. So I need to make footsteps. You have to capture the mood of what's going on. If someone is being stalked in an alley and you're trying to put that person's footsteps behind them, there needs to be some level of, you know, there has to be like some menacing there or some kind of threat. Um, or if someone is like sadly walking along, you know, you really have to capture that with the footsteps. You can't have like a woman like walking down the street in the rain with her hands in her pockets looking down and then have like these clunky, like almost like clumsy um, footsteps. You have to have something that matches her mood. And if you get that wrong, then you get the scene wrong. And on top of that, like not only do they have to make their own interpretations about what moods they need to capture in in the scene and what the sound really needs to be like, they have to also work with the people who were making the movie and figure out what sounds they want for certain things and what moods they're trying to capture. And they're miles away. They can't be there. They're not present while the movie is being filmed they're not seeing everything that's going on so like they have kind of a tall order here to really bring this essence to the film that that they weren't involved in until any kind of post-production and they have to do like passes over the film you know so many times you can't just sit there and just work everything like right away although that is what they used to do back in the day so um the name Foley Art came from Jack Foley, whose idea it was to start recording the sound on a separate track live while watching the film being played. And so they'd have a team together and they'd have to work at it a little bit and figure out exactly what they needed to do. But they would go through the whole movie and make make it all on one track because you didn't have the technology then to do like, you know, uh, multiple different tracks layered all on top of each other, which is what they do in Foley art, sometimes they'll have to pass through a movie over a hundred times because they do things like all separate. So if you have like, they'll do a pass for footsteps, they'll do a pass for like clothing. So you see someone standing there like in front of the microphone and they have like this big jacket and they're just like, they're intently watching the screen. So, cause you know, they have to get the timing right. Um, even though if they're a little off, like of course the sound engineer who's working with them, Um, who they have to be able to communicate well together too, um, you know, can adjust the timing. But, 
you know, you still have to get everything else just right, even if you didn't start right at the exact moment. So they're just like intently staring at the screen and just like holding out this piece of cloth and just like moving it around, just trying to make it capture the sound of someone like whooshing their jacket around, like just all the work and effort that goes into creating a sound for someone to just spin around and their jacket make a noise. Like someone has to create that noise. Um, and you don't want, you can't have all of that on, on set. You don't want all that extra noise getting picked up. Like you need to be able to filter a lot of that stuff out. So that's why you want to recreate the sounds so that everything is, you know, of course, sounding real. You don't want to, you don't want anything to take you out of the moment in a movie and bad acting can do that. Bad dialogue can do that. Bad visual effects. (laughs) And then bad sound if the sound didn't match it just wouldn't the whole thing just wouldn't work so it just it takes a lot for them and um they were showing a few different places again i watched a few different documentaries so this wasn't all in in footsteps because the documentary footsteps was just showing one place but looking at others they they all have like their studios set up differently so some of them will have like they'll have a whole area just to do footsteps so they have an area with like gravel they have an area with concrete they have a grassy area or like you know faux grass or they have a space that they can like make wet because like you know some of these guys or girls um which side note it was pretty interesting how like it seemed to be pretty even between men and women in all these places that they were showing it didn't seem to be like male dominated or anything that was just an afterthought, not really important. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. But some of them will actually like, you know, sub- submerge into water and like have to splash around in there or, or do something just to get this noise. And <laughs> one of the guys who was actually the person who got in water was just going fucking all in to get this noise, like almost doing too much taking his job extremely seriously he was like creating a noise for um i think it was the movie venom where the um the the venom thing uh there's a word for it i can't remember what it's called is like crawling on this person is like kind of like trying to become one with them essentially and so it's making this noise that doesn't exist you know we don't know what it would sound like for an alien to be like that to be crawling all over somebody so the foley artists have to come up with that noise and you know maybe they're getting some notes and some points um from the filmmakers who are saying like this is what we want it to sound like but ultimately it's up to them and he was just so determined to like he wasn't getting any props he was doing this with his mouth he was gonna do all of this himself he's just like like all into microphone making these silly faces i mean you got to do what you got to do to get the job done but i just can you imagine like (laughs) working with this guy he's already like going above and beyond to like perfect everything he like wants to put his body into it he's like we're gonna get this fucking shit right and they're like greg just like use a fucking prop like we've been trying to get this noise for five hours just go downstairs and get something like out of one of the bins i don't understand and he's just like no I'm going to do this myself. <laughs> You're like, Greg, come on, man. 
I don't know what his name was. I don't think it was Greg, but that's just what that's just what came out here. But <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, there's just so much that goes into making these little tiny noises and all these little things and the the stuff they have and the collections that they have is like insane they'll have like old pencil sharpeners like random little knives all kinds of fabric bike wheels bike chains um all kinds of uh door hinges door knobs um some of these studios even had like door collections where you can get like you know, so you can get the right kind of slam on a door or you need the right kind of creak. And they'll um, try all these different things to get, you know, different kinds of resonance. Like one of the uh, ladies was messing with a hinge. She's trying to get like this creaking noise and it just, it wasn't quite right. So she put it up against a metal fence post and started bending the hinge against the fence post, which totally changed the noise and just all these little things that they think of to do this stuff is just, it's just crazy. It's like, oh yeah, um, there's a person setting keys down on the counter. Um, I know five things I can grab for that instead of getting keys and <laughs> setting it down on the counter because it just, it might not sound right. And even then, if, if you're getting like the the perfect noise, this, um, or, you know, what they feel like is almost the perfect noise and they can't quite get it right, but there's nothing else that they feel like they can do, you know, that's when they need to work with their sound engineer who's over there recording everything, layering things and seeing if they need to add any effects to it because they can, they can do that. Like they can add, you know, it's not like not fully art if it's not a genuine sound. I mean, there's still, um, they use like computer generated sounds um, or recorded tracks that they just replay. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's just something about, um, the reason that like Foley art is still so popular and, and common and why it hasn't gone to like being, you know, just something that you fully do on the computer is because you really do need that human interpretation. Like we were talking about with capturing all the different footsteps, like you have to capture that mood of the person so that you're getting the right mood of the scene. Like, even something like we're like setting keys down on the counter like imagine you're having a fight with your partner and they go into the other room you can't see them but you could only hear what they're doing you can hear when certain things sound angry like you can tell if someone is setting their keys down on the counter in like an angry way or if they've just set it down gently or sometimes you can even tell the difference between them setting them down angrily or accidentally setting them down too hard. It's just all of that has to be fully interpreted by the by the Foley artist. And I just don't think that that's something that would be easy to collect in a file on a computer, you know, where you're trying to switch out like all these different moods and, you know, then you're limited on the sounds that you have rather than a person being able to create as much as they want and do it as many times and and make little tiny changes to certain things if if they need something to come out just right but i mean just everything about it i think is so cool like i almost feel like i could like nerd out on just watching videos about foley artists and people doing um foley art like most of the time i mean i love 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 movies 
I'm obsessed with them. If you've listened to my movie episode, then you know, and I will be doing more episodes on movies. Um, but I, I love the behind the scenes stuff, sometimes even more than I like watching the film. Like there are two movies, just going a little tangent here, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and 500 Days of Summer. Those are two of my favorite movies. I, I guess I have like a hundred favorite movies, but they're, they're in my top 100. Um, <laughs> two of my favorite movies. And I love watching them even more with the commentary on. And when I'm watching it without the commentary, I miss it. And I'm like, wait, this is the part where he talks about why he wrote this line this way or the troubles they had with getting this scene. Like I, that's, that's the part that, that I love about it. And that's another reason why like, horror movies don't really scare me anymore because whenever there is something like really scary happening or a really scary image, I'm just like, wow, it took so much work to create that. Like someone had to do makeup and they had to sit there for hours and this, this makeup artist had to figure out how to make this real. And then sometimes there's even, um, you know, special effects, um, that go on top of it that they have to do, like, uh, they have to put in computer imaging to, to round it out and just fully make it look real. And I mean, it's, it's not like, it's not easy. And so it's just really fun to me, I guess, to hear them talk about it. I mean, you, you have a movie that's lasting an hour and a half to two and a half hours, hopefully not longer than that, but it happens. And you have, you know, months and months of work that, that go into just putting this hour and a half, two hours right in front of you and all these different moving parts. And Foley artists are a very separate but very big part of it. And it seems like they will continue to be. They're not worried about their jobs (laughs) getting automated or anything. And, you know, from the ones that they talk to, I guess, if you're making a documentary about people doing Foley art, you're probably not going to be interviewing a lot of people who don't like their job. (laughs) But at least with everyone that they interviewed, it seemed like they really, really love their jobs and were really passionate about what they did. Even though like, you know, it could be exhausting. I mean, you're trying to get footsteps right, like all day. And you just can't get this right noise. and, And you're having to move in a certain way that might not be natural for you. And you have to make sure that all the other clothing on you isn't making noises because you only need to get that footstep noise and you have to hold your breath at certain points because you can't be breathing over your footsteps. You have to just get the footsteps and then that's just one tiny part of it. You get the footsteps done for the film and that's just one pass. And now you got to go back and you got to do the clothes. And now you got to go back and you got to do setting things down. And now you got to go back and do papers rustling. I mean, they'll just go over and over and over and over again. And they see these films so many times. And, you know, the sound engineers sitting there the whole time recording stuff, moving things around. Let's go back and do that again. Um, the, the same woman who was chomping up uh, celery and jello uh, to mimic vampire eating noises (laughs) um she was trying to get a uh skateboard scene right so it's just showing a few guys like just riding a skateboard through a little area he's doing a couple small tricks but nothing too crazy and she's got this thing that's on the ground that she's just spinning in a circle that just 
sounds like skateboard wheels, and but she's got to spin it, move it, stop it, make certain sounds so that it it fits the right way because she doesn't have a skateboard that she's riding to make this noise. She has to come up with this completely different thing to create this. And I know that I'm being, <laughs> I know that I'm being repetitive and saying like, they have to do all these things. They have to be so creative. But I mean, really every time it's, it's a new challenge. Like, of course they come across noises where they're like, Oh, I know exactly what to do for this, or I can get this thing and just do a slight variation. Or I remember I did this last time, so this will work here. Um, but they don't want to duplicate noises. They want things to be, I mean, this is an art. I mean, they're creating a new piece every time. So, you know, they don't want to put, you know, something that they've already done in it. They want to do something new. They want to do something fresh. And I can just, I can really appreciate that. I think it's, I think it's a very underappreciated work probably because it's just something you don't really think about when you're, when you're watching the movie. And it's good if, if you're not thinking about it when you're watching the movie, then the Foley artists have done an amazing job because you're not supposed to notice that a sound was added. It's supposed to seem like it's always been there. And that is why Foley artists are cool as fuck. I could keep going really for forever about all these little things that they've done for certain noises, but I won't <laughs> stop. Um, but really I could talk about it for probably a couple hours. Um, it's really easy to find documentaries on it and most of them are really short, which makes it easy to watch. Um, but they're, they're really cool. It's just really a lot cooler than I can describe when you, when you watch the process of it and watch what they're doing and just see all like the different people, like each little studio just had like their own little motley crew. It just, you know, it's, it was just really neat to see all different kinds of people just working together on this one thing. And, and, um, Jack Foley, the father of Foley art, you know, he seemed like a pretty cool guy too. Maybe you want to read up on him a little bit. Like he used to be like a um, professional baseball player. He was uh, a stunt man, assistant director. Like he did all kinds of stuff. And once he got the idea for Foley art, that's, that's what happened. And that's what he did. But um, just, there's so much interesting stuff just about Foley art, the history of Foley art and what they're doing now. And, what goes into it it's just you really should check some of it out on your own um just really fascinating stuff and i think it'll make you just appreciate movies even more and all the hard work that goes into them so i think that's going to do it for today um like usual i don't really know what my next episode is going to be about um so if there's anything that you want to hear talked about you can send me an email at I need friends pod at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram at I need friends underscore pod or on Twitter at a lady human. Um, I'm always open to suggestions, feedback, comments, whatever. Just send it in. Tell me you hate me. Tell me you love me. I don't, I don't care. Either one. Just give me some feedback. Um, but yeah, I need to, I need to stop talking now because I'm getting into rambly mode. So <laughs> that's going to do it for today, friends.
Till next time.